Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saying, Pastor Bob coming to you live with the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast coming to you live this October 25th, 2020. If you're listening today, uh, you are listening to a live broadcast. If you hear this later, it will be on podcasts. 
You know, you can list, listen to these programs on podcast just about anywhere you listen to podcast. I didn't even know that. I thought you had to go on Holy Ghost Radio podcast. But you can listen to these programs. In fact, Brother Farron just texted in. Brother Farron, you can find podcasts where you were on this show listening. All you do is, on whatever it is, on um, your iPhone, just put in podcasts. Put um, Pastor Bob Simon's Tell It Like It Is radio show. You can hear it. We've got a lot of people texting me tonight. Good to have all of you listening. I'm going to give the award to the very first text of the night. That was a that was about what was that a hour and twenty five minutes ago. Brother Rose texted me from Kentucky. He needs he's having a bone marrow biopsy tomorrow, checking for cancer. He's just the, he wants the will of the Lord to be done in his life. Touch God, touch Brother Rose tonight. Just your will to be done in his life. We know that you're a healer, in Jesus' name. We've got uh, the Sharks listening to me tonight in in Fargo. Haven't heard from them for a while. Good to hear from them. Uh, Brother Griffith listening in Great Falls, Montana. Good to have him with us. We've got Brother Fuller listening up by Lake Sakakawea. Brother Johnson listening in Mesa, Arizona. Uh, Carl and Jeannie listening tonight from, from the prison state of Michigan. We've got the Stoners listening, or Luke Stoner listening. Good to have him listening tonight. Been missing him. Uh, Brother Farron, as I mentioned, uh, the evangelist, listening tonight. We've got um, Nathaniel Burling listening. How old is Nathaniel? Again, I keep asking that, but how old is he? Nathaniel's not very old. Good to have him and his dad, Ben, listening. We've got the Willis family tuned in. We've got some Woodses listening up in uh, Beulah. We've got, uh, let's see, we got Brother Joe listening in Texarkana, Arkansas. Brother Tarbell Ben and Dakota listening tonight. Tim in North Carolina listening. We've got uh, Brother Jones listening. And um, this uh, he's, he missed me last time, but he's back. So we'll, we'll give him uh, Don't let it happen again, though. Anyway, you can text me tonight. I just thought I would say that. 701-290-7862. Pastor Bob Simons, the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. And uh, we uh, had a tremendous service today, really a good service. A lot of visitors and repeat visitors, and uh, it's just so exciting to see how God is drawing people and bringing people. Um, as many of you know, we've never shut down our in-person services because of the COVID epidemic, and we certainly are praying for uh, God's protection on our church and so on from this bad and, and very, very um, contagious flu virus. But it's so interesting to see all the people that come to church and just worship the Lord anyway. And uh, God is doing a great, great thing. It's just exciting. I heard good reports about the service today. And I'm just so excited, so appreciative of that. Tonight, uh, our next, by the way, our next service will be Wednesday night at 7.30. Also, oh, my texts are just coming in. Good. The uh, Our next service at 7.30 Wednesday, and then next Sunday, I was going to mention this, that we have Dr. Matt Ramsey going to to be filling in for me on the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Dr. Ramsey has a Ph.D. in research psychology, plus he's got the baptism of the Holy Ghost and and a tremendous grip of the Scripture, and uh, so it always is a pleasure to bring somebody that's so refined and dignified into the studio and just kind of um, 
raise the bar just a little bit, then I'll be back the following week with my gruff and growly voice. Tonight, we are going to talk about a subject that is near and dear to me, uh, the subject of addiction. 32 years ago, the, um, or no, I'm sorry, 42 years ago, on October 25th, 1978, about this time at night, I was sitting in my car smoking pot by a little river that runs through Valley City. I, I had got my case, a case of good, a good addiction problem going, uh, alcohol, drugs, pretty much anything my fen- friends recommended to me, I would take. Talk about stupid. Well, I, I was in my car smoking pot. I had went. I had left my wife and new baby at home. Uh, said that I was sick. I was going to the store to get some cough medicine, which I did. And as I was smoking this pot all by myself, I heard a voice tell me, "Get out of your car, throw that pot and that pipe in the river." And as soon as that voice spoke to me, I heard another voice say to me, "Don't do that. That's stupid. You, that won't work." And I mean, this was shocking me. It really was shocking me. The other voice said, "You know, uh, just get, you know, get, well, if you're not going to give it away, just uh, give it to your friends or sell it." Or, and the other voice said, "No, throw it away." And I had October twenty fifth, nineteen seventy eight, a spiritual awakening. I realized there was a God. I realized there was a devil. And you can think that story is crazy all you want to, and I could care less. But forty two years ago tonight is the night I quit using drugs forever and never have gone back. So say it's a crazy story, try to tell me it didn't happen, but everybody that knew me saw a drastic change. Tonight I want to read 2 Timothy 2, 24-26. The topic is addiction, and it says, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. This idea that the devil can take people captive whenever he wants to is a tremendous definition of addiction. There's more to addiction than chemicals, folks. There's more to addiction, uh, and I'm not talking about just drugs or alcohol tonight. I'm talking about anger. I'm talking about pornography. Uh, you know, there's more to addiction than just cocaine and, and uh, Jack Daniels. But anybody that the devil can take captive at his will whenever he wants to, I've got a man texting me tonight that's battled had battled addiction for many many years. He'll tell you that you you can go six months, a year, two years, and all of a sudden it'll just grab you, take you, and you'll there'll be a trigger, and it can take you back. So how can we be free from it? Well, in these verses is the secret. You know, in these verses that there is an acknowledging of the truth that needs to happen. There's a repentance that needs to happen. There's a instructing, taking instruction 
it, with a meek spirit that needs to happen. If you can't take instructive, you'll never beat instruction. You'll never beat your addiction. We read about a man named Judas, one of Jesus' disciples. He was a man that could be taken captive at the will of the devil. The Bible said he was a thief. Uh, this goes just goes to show you, you can have the best pastor in the world and still turn out bad. You know, this this uh, Judas, the Bible said that um, in John 13, 2, that, that when supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Judas wasn't even probably possibly aware of how under control he was of the devil. And then the last thing we read about Judas in Matthew 27, 5, is he cast down the pieces of silver and departed and went and hanged himself. Taken captive by the devil at his will is what addiction is. And that's why in our text in 2 Timothy 2.24, it talks about escaping from this snare of the devil. You know, the snare of the devil. One of the things that you need to get deliverance from addiction is to realize that we are not in a just flesh and blood battle. There's something spiritual about addiction. Real wisdom is to know that we have an enemy. Like I say, my I started this program telling you my story. My first encounter with the supernatural was not God, it was the devil. You know, I, I had several things that led up to this encounter. You know, I, I there was hallucinogenic um, mushrooms and hallucinogenic drugs involved. There were uh, other kind of drugs. There was satanic heavy metal music involved. And I was just as naive as anyone. I had no idea what I was playing with. Second Corinthians 2.11 said, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. I was ignorant of his devices. And I grew up, especially as I got in my later teens, being taken captive by the devil at his will. And it's never more clearly seen than in the destructive addictions. And and drugs, alcohol, porn, anger, these things are spiritual in nature. I'm convinced, I'm convinced, I'm convinced. Our text also talks about people that oppose themselves. The worst thing you can do is getting yourself in a position where Satan can take control of you at his will. You know, Proverbs twenty three twenty nine. I read this to my dad one time. We were traveling. My dad went through a whole uh, many, many years of alcoholism and, and, and drunkenness. And when I read this scripture to my dad, he had already quit drinking when I read this to him, but he told me, he said, now I know why. I never knew why before. Why would a good, sensible person, after several incidents with addiction that is destroying your family, destroying your health, just about destroying your life, why would you ever go back to it? Proverbs twenty three twenty nine says this. It talks about this. Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? 
they that tarry long at the wine, they that go to seek mixed wine. Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth its color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. At the last it biteth like a serpent, and stingeth like an adder. Thine eyes shall, shall behold strange women, and thy heart shall utter perverse things. Yea, thou shalt be as he that lieth down in the midst of the sea, or as he that lieth upon the top of a mast. They have stricken me, shalt thou say, and I was not sick. They have beaten me, and I felt it not. When shall I wake? I will seek it yet again. My dad said he never understood why. After all the terrible things that he went through, that why he would ever, ever want after every hangover, why would he go back to it again? I'll tell you why. Because addiction is being taken captive by the devil at his will. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, I hope that you are taking notes on this and listening to this. i got a lot of people texting me. I'm going to read them. I'm going to tell you this. I don't care if you forget who I am, but I hope you don't kill the preacher, at least what I'm saying.
kill the preacher No, you can't kill the preacher Pastor Bob, to tell it like it is show, that's some Lance Appleton stuff that's not known very well. Can't kill the preacher. You can cut off John the Baptist's head, but it'll keep preaching. Amen. Because the Word of God endures forever. We've got um, the Matherns listening. Guy and Brian are listening. Now, Guy just asked my one of my granddaughters to marry him. And I heard that she said yes. I think he really surprised her. So um, I like that that fellow. Brother Belgard's listening, my good friend. Pray for you guys up there. Uh, looks like Helen might be listening tonight. So just text me 701-290-7862. I'm going to get to that scripture, Brother Griffith. I'm going to get to that one, I think. We're talking about addiction tonight. 10-25-2020, 42 years ago, Pastor Bob was smoking pot in his car. And that was the last time I ever did. The Bible says that, that we can recover ourselves. People that are taken captive by the devil at his will, it says that we can recover ourselves. Let me just tell you this. There's many parts to salvation, and there's many parts to, to uh, beating addiction. But you're not going to take yourself out of it. If you want to keep using, if you want to keep having anger, if you want to keep doing porn, if you want to keep uh, whatever you do that you're addicted to, there's not enough angels that can help you stop. you got to recover yourself, too. To be taken captive at, by, by the devil's will, we have to use our own will to call out to God for help. That's why in Acts chapter 2 and verse 40, I know we believe in Acts 2.38 where Peter said, Repent, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I know we believe in that. But also verse 40 says you've got to save yourself too. And verse 42 says you've got to continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. You need to come to church. And you need to go to a church that preaches the apostles' doctrine, by the way. Not just any church. You better find a church at bare minimum they preach Acts 2.38. Repentance, water, baptism in the name of Jesus, receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. That ought to be bare minimum. But you've got to recover yourself. You know, this is this is part of how to beat addiction. This idea of the devil just taking control of you whenever he wants to, well, you're going to have to have a want to that you don't want him to. Now, that's not enough, but you're going to have to start there. Brother Paul, I do have my guitar. He just texted me. The uh, Somebody said, who is Guy and, and what granddaughter? <laughs> Brother Jones. Well, I better better clarify myself. Guy is Guy Pearson. That's Nate and Virginia Pearson's son, and and it's Dakota Simons. That's Luke and Alicia's oldest girl. That's who's getting married. Uh, see, I better not quit reading these texts. I'll never get through this. Okay, we got, you know, so number one, you got to be part of the solution to, so the devil can't take control of you at his will. 
You've got to want to have God help you. You've got to want to do God's will. You've got to want to know God's will. Number two, that's number one. Number two is you've got to be able to take teaching and instruction. If you can't take teaching and instruction, you're never going to get out of the snare of the devil. You're never going to be able to to, uh, escape from this one that can take captive you at his will. Let me just tell you this. It's possible that some of the proudest people in this world don't have anything to be proud about. You might think a drug addict that's lost everything is a humble person. Not necessarily. Pride is an incredible thing. You can be the biggest loser in the world and still be full of pride. Just because drugs and addiction have uh, devastated your life doesn't mean that you've got a humble spirit. The true test of humility is whether you'll take teaching and instruction or not. Proverbs 9 and 8 says, Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, he will love thee. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Proverbs 17.10 says, A reproof entereth more into a wise man than a hundred stripes into a fool. A sign of true repentance is a teachable spirit. It is. When, when Saul of Tarsus was confronted by Jesus himself on the Damascus Road in Acts chapter 9 and verse 6, the Bible said, And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And we read, when Paul's retelling this story in Acts twenty two sixteen, we re- read what Ananias told him what to do. He said, And now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And Paul, when he was retelling this story again in Acts 26, told King Agrippa, he said, I was not disobedient under that heavenly vision. What if Saul of Tarsus would have been disobedient to that heavenly vision? What if he would have been? You see, this concept that I'm talking about, people taking captive at the devil's will, you've got to want to change, and number two, you've got to have a teachable spirit. You know, some addicts are just the most stubborn, uh, you know, the words I'm trying to think of, uh, I don't want to use dumbbell, because it's not dumbbell, but just stubborn and proud, don't tell me what to do. I mean, like, you know, drinking's just about destroyed your life. You come to a Pentecostal church where we tell you not to drink. You quit drinking for a few weeks when God delivers you, and all of a sudden, well, no preacher's going to tell me what to do. You know, this is not repentance. And this will never take you out of the snare of the devil. You know, uh, this... I, I love Luke four eighteen and 21 through 21. He's, Jesus is reading. He, they handed him the Bible in the synagogue, 
and he stood up to read, and he just happened to be reading from Isaiah 61. And it says this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me uh, sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and a recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it to the minister, and he sat down, and, uh, and the eyes of all of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. You know, this this um, concept of being taken captive by the devil at his will, um, when we have a God who is so much more powerful than any devil. But if you won't surrender your life to God and submit your life to God, it's not going to do you any good. Let's see, i got a couple songs here. Maybe I'll sing them both. One of them is not written by me. I think it was written by a... Who is this by? <coughs> Casting Crowns. Brother Blackshear, it's dangerous on the radio to start singing songs and you don't have the words written down in front of you, but oh well. I'll just make them up. Hasn't always been this way. This song is taken from the man in Mark chapter 5 that was possessed with legion. And he was taken captive by the devil any time the devil wanted to take captive of him. And, um, and one day Jesus came and delivered him. Let me try it again. <clears throat> Let's kick it up. Hasn't always been this way I remember brighter days Before the dark ones came Stole my mind Wrapped my soul in chains Now I live among the dead Hearing voices in my head Hoping someone hears me crying in the night And carries me away Set me free From the chains that are holding me Is anybody out there hearing me? Set me Morning breaks another day Finds me crying in the rain All alone with my demons I am Who is this man who comes my way? The dark ones shrink, they scream his name Is this the one they say can set the captive free? Jesus rescue me Set me free from the chains that are holding me. Is anybody out there hearing me? Set me free from the chains that are holding me. Is anybody out there hearing me? 
And as the God-man passes by, he looks straight in through my lies. The dark ones cannot hide. Said you want to be free. Lift your chains, I hold the key. All power in heaven and earth belong to me. Said you want to be free. Lift your chains, I hold the key. All power in heaven and earth belong to me. You are free. You are free. You are free. You are free. If you want to be free, Jesus is here. He can lift you out of that addiction. But you're going to have to follow the instructions I'm giving you. You're going to have to want to change. You're going to have to recover yourself. And you're also going to have to be able to take instruction. You're going to have to get rid of that proud spirit. Addiction is about pride. It's about selfishness. That's what it's about. It's about spiritual deception. All those things. If you're an addict today, uh, you don't do it to make me feel better. You don't do it to make your family feel better. It makes you feel better. And God is here to set us free. This little song I wrote... Actually, I wrote this before I ever heard that Casting Crown song, so I can't get accused of stealing their idea, but but it's the same type of song anyway, out of Mark chapter 5. I had been dying among these old tombs. You know what? Let me do this here. Let me try this. Let's try it. Can I do that? I had been dying among these old tombs lonely naked and confused my life was hopeless nothing left for me only to wait in misery day that I saw him walking down my shore, I cannot believe he came for me. I ran to his feet, began to worship him. The next thing I knew, I was free. I was free from the chains that had surrounded me. I had been blind, but now I see. The chains of my sin that had surrounded me now lay broken at his feet. They're no longer part of me. They lay broken at his feet. 
I'm not the man I used to be. 32, 42 years. Feels so good to be free. Good to be free. Free from the chains of my misery. My sins all ran and were choked in the sea. Now look at me. I'm sitting free at his feet. Look at me. I'm clean and free. Look at me. I'm sane and free. Sitting at his feet. Took that song directly out of Mark chapter 5. You can read the story yourself about the man possessed with Legion. Good to have you listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. Uh, we've got uh, some text still coming, but they slowed down a little bit. 701-290-7862, talking about addiction. Taken captive at the devil by the devil at his will is a definition of addiction. God doesn't want us to possess us, but he wants us to do his will because we love him. But you can get to a place where if you turn your back on God, that Satan can get you to do his will, and he hates you. The Bible says that we have an adversary. We have an enemy. He's he's a roaring lion uh, seeking whom he may devour. Who texted me that scripture? Let's see, who was that? That was Brother Griffin. Wasn't it Brother Griffin texted me that? Yeah, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith. That word um, there that that's that says your adversary, the devil, be sober, be vigilant. That word be sober just simply means be free from intoxicants. The devil can take people captive at his will that are addicted. And we are not, as I said earlier, ignorant of his devices. We know this. You know, this, um, this, when I began to realize what I was involved with <coughs> as I started going down the dark tunnel of sin was dark. It was not just music. It was not just drugs and alcohol. But there was something very evil and sinister about it. I can tell you stories. I, I can tell you stories that happened to me when I was under the influence. I could tell you stories that happened to other people when they were under the influence. There are people that when they're under the influence of drugs don't even know what they're doing, what they're saying, what they're, where they're going. People will black out driving home from the bar and they'll be 45 minutes from home, and they'll wake up in their bed, and they won't be able to tell you how they got there. Who's driving? You know, there there is a, um, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, 3, it says, but if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, and whom the God, small G-O-D, of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. The devil can't 
fight against people who are, are not ignorant of his devices. The devil, uh, if if you are ignorant of his devices and you don't even know what he's doing, you're in big trouble. You know, this, this uh, radio broadcast, I'm telling you, you, you may feel like you can't change. But if you surrender your life to God, you will change. One of the one of the interesting teachings about the grace of God, the grace of God will change what you want to do. And that's why when you fight against the grace of God, you are fighting against yourself. Like when the, when the grace of God has already delivered you from from addiction and then you fight to go back to it. Isn't that interesting? Like people that maybe go to drug treatment centers and try to get help in different ways, and I'm not cutting them down. I'm, I hope they get help. But if you're having to fight to get clean from addiction, you're missing the easy route. The easy route is the grace of God. Because if you're willing to do what God says for you to do, take you know instruction and wisdom from God, obey the plan of salvation, Get a get an Acts two thirty eight pastor in leadership in your life, a local church. You know th- there are people. You know when I when I told you this that that just because you're a drug addict doesn't mean you're humble. There are people that will not submit to a pastor. They won't. They just won't do it. You know they 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 won't. They just will not. Even though the Bible in Hebrews says to. I, now here again, I'd love to be your pastor. If you live in Dickinson, in the southwest North Dakota area, I'd love to be your pastor. But that's not my decision. That's your decision. I can't be a pastor to somebody that won't let me be their pastor. And if you're an addict and you can't quit using, I promise you our church can help you. I promise you. You don't have to go through a 30-day, 45-day, 90-day treatment center. You don't have to. If you're willing to change and you're willing to take instruction and wisdom, the devil won't be able to play with you anymore. He won't. You know, this this um this this concept of who can Satan devour. You know, this this is a you know, and maybe I'll do another radio show on this because there's a lot more to this than just addiction. In fact, I will. I'll save some of 1 Peter 5, 5 through 9 for a different time. But eight verses in the New Testament, it talks. It's, it admonishes us and uses the words, be sober. It's a command of God. And he wouldn't ask us to do something we couldn't do. You know, this, this um, i got Jody listening tonight. Uh, Malachi and her dad, who's one of my best friends listening tonight. The um and Jody, she knows about addiction. She knows what it's like. She knows the helpless feeling of going back. But when you truly surrender your life to God, you're not gonna have to go back anymore. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Let me squeeze this song in. 
a bottle in his hand. Another broken life, another wasted man. He lost his home and family two years ago in May. That's a day he bought a heartache he can't afford to pay. It's the with a kiss the cost was paradise 30 silver pieces bought him more than he could know he bought a one-way ticket to somewhere down below it's the was Greg McCool, low high cost of low living. That's not the truth. Boy, I'm getting some special texts here tonight. And um, uh, Brother Ben from our Bismarck Church, he said, I remember when I started drinking in college and when I was ready to quit and I realized I couldn't. Should have been dead many times over, but God's been so good to me and kept me more times than I'll ever know. We've got... um, Jody saying, she said, I was in treatment four times. All it took was a full and complete surrender of my will. That's right. And be willing to listen. Be willing to listen. Uh, we've got um, some Lomans listening north of Belfield. We've got Schmitz listening in Bismarck, Jeremy and Becky. Let's see. Dave, are you still listening? Do you think that was a cool song too? Hey. Brother Ron and Beulah listening tonight. He just texted. I'm glad to have him listening. There's a, there's a good man. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, we're just talking about addiction tonight. We're talking about 
that scripture that says that those that are taken captive by the devil at his will. Brother Blackshear text, texted me a scripture that in James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. You got to resist. You know what? You, it's not enough to just say, tell the devil, get away from me. You got to get yourself submitted to God. And that means you've got to get rid of that proud spirit and that selfish attitude. Pride, selfishness, and deception all play a huge part in addiction. See, that's why if you are not getting help spiritually for your addiction, I don't know exactly what kind of help you're going to get. Because we're leaving out key elements here. Now, maybe maybe uh, treatment centers and non-spiritual uh, you know, help groups try to address the selfishness thing. I don't know. But I'm telling you that there is a spiritual power. The word sorcerer in the Bible um, is a Greek word that is pharmakia. We get our word pharmacy from it. I don't know if you know this, but down through the ages, alcohol and drugs have been used in conjuring up spirits, and in, in, in demonic and, and pagan worship, they have been. One of the things that uh, Brother Blackshear texted me that really was neat, he said, one thing about the man possessed with legion, nothing forged on earth or in hell can stop a repented, made-up mind. Isn't that cool? Like, like the last thing those demons wanted was for that man to run to Jesus. But if you want to repent, God will give you a supernatural power over that addiction. And that's why, folks, and I'm not, I'm not just blowing smoke here, people have walked into Pentecostal churches drunk and come out sober never to use again. Why? Because there is a power in true repentance. And a person that really wants to repent... God will give him the opportunity to repent. And so my job and your job is to, to, the scripture says, that we need to instruct people to, in meekness, instructing those that are, that are fighting against themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. There's, there's got to be an acknowledging of the truth here. You know, this... this um, you know, th- this topic is very near and, and dear to me. It is. I, You know, we've got people in our church that have battled addictions. We have some in the middle of, that are coming, that are in the middle of these things. And I, like I say, I'm not talking about just drugs or alcohol. There's all kinds of things like this. Pornography's like this. Pornography comes from the devil. And people that have porn, pornography, pornogra- Porn addictions are taken captive by the devil at his will because they will not submit to God. They will not be part of the solution. And Satan has them in his grips. People, same with anger issues. 
Anger issues, they're like an addiction. And I know there are many other addictions I'm sure we could mention. I'm just kind of zeroing in on the three. You know, narcotic addiction, you know, substance abuse, of course, um, intoxicants, whichever way you want to say it. People say, well, you know, caffeine's a drug pastor. Whatever. I mean, just give me a break. Is caffeine an intoxicant? I mean, just give me a break. Don't don't even, I mean, I don't know what kind of excuse or what kind of game you're playing there. If you're saying, well, people that drink coffee, I, sh- I should still be able to drink beer because you just, just, you know, don't text me that. You know, this, what I'm talking about here today is there are addictions that get people into a position where Satan can take control of them. And it's certainly still their responsibility. But they, the, the you know, if you're not right with God, you'll never be able to change. You know, this, this um, that's exactly right, Brother Griffith. The, Proverbs 31 and 4 and 5 said, It's not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes to drink strong drink. The priests couldn't drink alcoholic beverages in the Old Testament. Here, Proverbs 31 said kings shouldn't drink strong drink. What does the Bible call his children? We're kings and priests. Feel like preaching. The New Testament kings and priests, which are God's people, shouldn't be involved with the drinking business. Period. And if you want to open yourself up to addiction, it's a free country. But I'm warning you. And these prescription pain pills the same way, you guys. I'm not saying that there aren't isn't a place for them, but I don't know if you know this, but there are people sitting in prison today because they got addicted starting on prescription pain pills. There are people that are dead from overdoses that are dead because they started by taking prescription pain pills because they broke their leg. And Satan wants to take control of people's lives. He really does want to. You know this um, this this topic tonight. I guess it's it's kind of timely in the sense that it's my anniversary from when I quit using drugs forty two years ago. That's a long time ago, isn't it? Nineteen seventy eight, October twenty fifth. It's a day that I speak about often, and a day that I remember often. It was it was just a short time after that that I found myself the first time in a Pentecostal church. This old German preacher in his cowboy boots, I didn't know if he was going to pray the devil out of me or beat the devil out of me. <laughs> I didn't. He was he was one tough-looking dude. And uh he preached, I didn't I couldn't make heads or tails out of what he said. I didn't know anything about the Bible. But at the end of his sermon, he told a story, and that story got me thinking. I went back to a Pentecostal church that same week in Valley City, and the preacher read Acts twenty two sixteen. And now why tarriest thou? Arise, be baptized, washing away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And that preacher got done with his little Bible study. He said, is there any questions? And I raised my hand on November 2nd, 1978. I said, will you baptize me like that tonight? 
They didn't have a baptismal tank in the in the church. They took me out to that Cheyenne River that runs through Valley City. There was snow on the ground, ice on the on the edges of the river. We walked out into that river, and he he put me under the water, and he said this. I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And I came up out of that water and I was yelling and hollering. I, I called my wife on the way home. She wasn't with me. I said, I got just got baptized. She started crying. She said, what did you do that now? My landlady, I was renting a place. I walked in soaking wet. She goes, what happened to you? I said, I just got baptized. That, that was 42 years ago. Living for God ever since. Hey, you know what? Where'd time go tonight? I still got songs I want to sing. Brother Paul's listening. He always wants me to sing. What song could I sing? Um, if you want to get a hold of us this week, Wednesday night, 730, 501 Elks Drive, the New Life Pentecostal Church. That's our next service in Dickinson. Uh, in Beach on Tuesday nights, we have uh, at the Beach Community Center for now, we have church services Tuesday night, 730 in Bowman. Thursday nights at 7.30 at 18 North Main in Bowman. They're a storefront church. And they also have service at 10.30 Sunday mornings. The uh, church in Beulah, what is that address? Jackie, if you're really listening, what is that address? Do you know it? We have a church in Beulah also, so if you're listening up that way, they have Sunday morning service. I believe they're also at 10.30. What is, I'm waiting for somebody from up there to tell. Oh, Brother Ron's listening. He could tell me too. Um, uh, maybe, maybe they will. If they're if they're really listening, they say they are. But we'd love, and then Sunday mornings in Dickinson at five hundred one Elks Drive, Sunday school at ten, worship service at eleven. Come to both; it's the same price, whether you come to both or just one at a time. Oh, Paul, you always want me to sing the same song, song step by step. All right, I'll do it. The uh, I've got a friend down in Wapiton that looks like he's in the mafia. Drives big old black Escalade or something or suburban and. But anyway, <laughs> all right, well, I'll do it for Paul here. I had this other great song, but I'll try this one. Oh, God, you are my God. I will never praise you. Oh, God, you are my God. I will never praise you I will seek you in the morning And I will learn to walk in your ways And step by step you'll lead me And I will follow you all of my days Oh God, you are my God And I will never praise you Oh God, you are my God, and I will ever praise you. I will seek you in the morning, and I will learn to walk in your ways. And step by step you'll lead me, and I will follow you all of my days. And I will follow you all of my days. I will follow you all of my days And step by step you'll lead me And I will follow you all of my days Before I 
pray tonight. I just want to say I've got two texts telling me the address of the church in uh, church in Beulah. It's Becky texted me two twenty third Street Northwest in Beulah, and also the pastor's wife texted me two twenty third Street Northwest, and that's Sunday mornings at ten thirty, Wednesday nights at seven, I believe. All right, Lord Jesus, I pray for the listening audience tonight, especially Lord that we have by chance. Uh, tied into somebody that has an addiction problem tonight, that they now, Lord, would know that this is spiritual in nature, that this is satanic, this is more than just a chemical, it's more than just uh, something they're getting used to, more than just a healing for emotional pain, but God, there's, there's something spiritual about it that takes control of them. And I pray, God, that you'll lead them to people that can help them, people that can give them the instruction, the wisdom, that they need. Just pray for them tonight in Jesus' name. Well, when this is done, I'll load it up to the podcast. Brother Duran is listening. Thank you for listening. Next week, Dr. Ramsey on the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Show. I'll be back in two weeks. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.